Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast with your host, me, Chanel Patrice Hancock, here in Akron, Ohio, where it's roughly about 30-something degrees Fahrenheit here. Um, We did have a little bit of snow, but it melted. Um, I'm preparing myself to go to Cleveland for a week to celebrate Thanksgiving with my mother's family and so uh, right now I thought I would talk about my language learning goals for the year 2020. I'm starting to see people post their language learning goals on YouTube and elsewhere and I said why not create a podcast based off of that and see what my 10.3k listeners from over 90 countries are doing for their language learning goals. So um, I like to start off by saying thank you to Anchor, which is the sponsor of today's podcast. And they host my podcast and have been doing so since the 2nd of May 2018. And I really appreciate that very much. It's an accessible app that people can use on their mobile phones, whether you have an iPhone or Android, whether you have a PC or Mac. It's 100% accessible with screen readers like NVDA, JAWS for Windows, VoiceOver. And it's something that it's 100% free. So please go to anchor.fm and check it out. You can have a podcast like I do and many of my polyglot friends from around the world. And it's just not for language learning. It's for any type of podcast that you want to dream up out of your head, which is totally cool. So go to anchor.fm and check it out. Now, I'm going to get straight into today's podcast talking about my language learning goals for the year 2020. I cannot believe it. We are going into decade number three of the 2000s and I'm 42 years old and it's like wow you know I remember when the 2000s started I was going on 23 and I was just about to start college that fall so things had changed from then to now and it's just an amazing feeling to know that you can start a new year fresh. And that's what I'm going to do with my language learning goals for next year. You know, I've been dabbling in a few languages this year. And I want to list those languages that I've been dabbling in. I started off with Turkish. And then I started off with Thai and Cantonese. And then I went straight into Hindi, Finnish, Icelandic, and Greek. And then I ended the year with Japanese and Egyptian Arabic. And now I'm on Levantine Arabic, which I started last week, as a matter of fact, using the Mango app. And I really do enjoy it. I'm able to remember a lot of phrases and a lot of words very easily. I'm able to speak naturally, and I've only done three chapters out of four 
for level one. I skipped chapter four and I went to chapter 10 of level two so I can talk about my hobbies and interests. And, you know, I'm starting to realize, you know, you don't have to follow the set course to the letter. You can do it with your interest in mind. So if you want to talk about sports, you learn about that chapter. If you want to talk about entertainment, you can do that directions, so forth and so on. And this actually does help free me from feeling like I have to follow a certain pattern when learning a language with the Mango app. So um, I'm doing that. Now, mind you, I did enjoy Greek for what it was, but I'm taking Greek off of the list of languages. I'm taking Danish off the list of languages. And um, I'm going to stick with Icelandic and Finnish. I will get back to them. I'm putting them on hold mainly because I want to get to a B1 level by the end of next year or a B2 level by the end of next year speaking um, Levantine Arabic. Um, we have a large community of people who speak Levantine Arabic here in Akron, and I want to be able to communicate with them, especially when I go out to a Latin's Eatery, which is a Middle Eastern restaurant here in Akron that I like to frequent and go order um, Middle Eastern food. And what's so awesome about it is that they have a variety of meat dishes, vegetarian dishes, and the hospitality there is amazing. So, yeah, I mean, the restaurant that I go to is in Montrose, which is a plaza with a whole bunch of different stores. And um, the manager speaks Egyptian Arabic, and one of the cooks speaks Levantine Arabic in the back. And so I am um, learning Levantine Arabic so I can have a conversation in Levantine Arabic with them when I go back at the end of this year. So I'm hoping that I can be at an A2 speaking by New Year's Eve. And I think I can do it because I'm practicing every day. Um, I will say that dabbling in a language does help me figure out if that's the language for me. And right now, I am so hell-bent on these um, Eastern languages. Like, I'm so into them, it's unreal. And so, I'm going to continue with Cantonese, Turkish, Hindi, Arabic, Thai, and Japanese next year. And, you know... I might want to try to get to conversational levels in all of them. And I think I can do that. I really do. Um, I don't really f- forget the stuff that I learned. Um, you know, especially if I use the Mango app itself. I'm able to go back and revisit the material that I learned prior just to refresh my brain a bit. And that helps. And I do a lot of talking to myself. Um, which does help. I'm not someone that likes to write a lot. And so for me, speaking and listening 
is is crucial to my progression within the language and so um i found this this levantine um artist named hafa and um h a i f a web w e h b e um and you can find her on youtube you can find her on itunes she has several albums out I plan on getting one of her albums and just listen to it in heavy rotation and, um, you know, be able to get the Levantine um, Arabic sound in my head and keep it in my head, um, you know, because I really do like it a lot. And um, it's one of those things where I've been connected to the continent of Africa and I've been connected to the continent of Asia for so long even if it was with oriental furnishings or, um, you know, the movies, um, the food in particular, the people. And so this is why, you know, I want to really get my Cantonese, my Thai, my Japanese up. I decided to let go of Korean Um, Even though I did take a dab at it, I don't really think it's the language for me because I can't seem to focus my brain on Korean like that. And I know plenty of people that have learned Korean, but I just, it's just not for me, I don't think. Um, But, I mean, I find it to be a beautiful language and the people to be beautiful, but it's just not for me. I like the Thai in Cantonese and the Japanese. I also like the Arabic, Turkish, and the Hindi. So those are the six languages I'm going to be focusing on for next year, um, especially with listening and speaking, um, finding more music and material, uh, a lot of movies I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of different series in Cantonese, Thai, and Japanese, especially Terrace House. In particular on Netflix. Netflix has been my friend. I always recommend it to my students um, a lot. Um, I don't plan on really taking any exams like a lot of my polyglot friends do. Um, mainly because I, I kind of feel like I love doing this as a hobby. And it's one of those things where I sit back and I say to myself, is this something that I want to pursue where I have a piece of paper to say this is where I'm at in my language learning. And honestly, if I can have conversations with people, if I can be understood by people, if I can watch stuff on TV and and listen to podcasts and music, I'm more happiest in that environment. If I can go out to a restaurant, order food, have polite conversation, I'm much more motivated to keep going then I need to study for a test because then that way if I start doing that I'm gonna forget everything that I learned and I noticed that when I was in college over 19 years ago and I was studying Spanish and it was it was hell because as soon as I finished taking that test what I would do is I would forget all the material. So it was just like I was only learning it for a test and not really learning it to keep it inside of my head. 
and it wasn't until I found a reason to enjoy Spanish outside of the academic setting that I started to remember more. So, um, not to say that Spanish is my go-to de facto language, because it really is not. Um, it was just a language I learned because I needed it for a particular reason, which was to get my bachelor's degree in theater studies. I really hadn't planned on learning it um, back then, but I didn't have a choice because that was the only language available at the time, and I couldn't take French or Italian or Arabic or Russian. So, um, it, but it did jumpstart me on wanting to learn my fourth language, which was Russian, and then go on to learn Italian, basic Dutch, and French. So, for me, you know, my goals for next year are to get to conversational levels in Japanese, Arabic, Hindi, Cantonese, Turkish, and Thai. Um, I do plan on, by the end of this year, finishing the Turkish course, which is only one level, and finishing the Thai course, which is only one level for the Mango app. And if I decide to go any further with those languages, I will. Um, I did accomplish ordering food in Arabic, Cantonese, and Thai over the, the year. And I really want to go back and do it again with Levantine Arabic. And, um, you know, see how much I can get accomplished in regards to speaking it. And, you know, that's something that's important to me. Um, now, as far as my Finnish and my Icelandic, um, I will finish those courses on Mango next year. Um, I want to get to a conversational level and and finish. Um, I bought like five Harry Potter books and finish, and so I really want to be able to listen to them more next year, I think. So I might be doing more listening to Harry Potter and finish next year because um, I bought the ebooks and I can read it with my Braille display once I pair it. So, um, yeah, that that's something that I, I plan on doing. Um, you know, so I might take, like, once a month I'll start reading, like, you know, um, a couple chapters of Harry Potter and one of the Harry Potter books and try to finish it, you know, before the spring. Um, and then keep doing that until I finish them all and finish. Um, I have read a couple books in Italian this year, so I'm very proud of that. The Godfather, I completed. I completed Hungary Italiano, and I'm still on Catching Fire in Italian, which I need to finish reading and um, start on Mockingjay. So I can get that over with. And, you know, uh, for French, I do want to do a lot more reading. So I am going to read Les Miserables and see if I can get that done next year as well. 
and try to finish um, the Michelle Thomas French course so I can review it um, for the podcast along with the Italian. And um, yeah, I mean, personally, I feel that mainly six languages will be tackled next year with maintaining the rest of them, um, maintaining French and Italian in particular. Um, I really want to maintain those. Um, I do want to start on the intermediate um, Dutch that I have from Michelle Thomas, and and I will eventually do a review for that, um, just because. And then um, I... Know that I can understand spoken Dutch, especially when Jan van der R of Language Boost speaks in Dutch. I understand about 90% of it. So I know that my comprehension in Dutch is much more alive than my active speaking. So I want to try to speak more and get to like an A2 in speaking it. So that that's something, you know, that I'm going to do focus on like every other week I'll I'll add in Dutch um but I will say that when I'm in a mode of learning for instance like right now I'm in the Arabic learning mode so I take off all the other languages and then I focus on that language specifically so I can get that to a nice level that I would want to get it to. And I'm really not trying to stress myself out. I see so many people on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. They're stressing themselves out to try to get to a level that they see themselves at. When in fact, you just have to relax and take a deep breath and take it as it comes because there are days when you're not going to be motivated. And I know there are days when I'm not motivated at all, but at least I listen to something or I do a little bit of speaking or something in order to keep that language alive. And I really enjoy it. So, you know, someone asked me recently in Ollie Richards' um, Facebook group, how do I learn all these languages? And I said, I learned it bit by bit. You know, if I want to learn a certain phrase in this language and a certain phrase in that language, I'll do that. And then that'll be my language learning for the day. I'm not trying to kill myself to learn something just to say I need to learn it today. And, you know, if all I want to do is listen to music all day in that language or listen to 20 minutes of music in that language, I'll do that. And that that means something to me because I'm getting something out of it that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Um, yet, in the same token, I do want to stop procrastinating because there are some times when I do procrastinate and I, I don't do hardly as much as I would like. Now, I'm not like a lot of people where I beat myself up over the head mentally because I didn't get this done this week. I just let it transfer over to the following week. And if I get it done, I get it done. If I don't, it's not going anywhere. You know, so 
And I don't beat myself up if I don't remember certain phrases that I knew in the beginning. Um, I'll just, you know, it, your brain is only going to hold so much information at one time. And I'm not trying to force myself to cram in a lot of stuff. I've done that before. And I've done it because I either had to do it for a job interview. And I have. I've learned stuff just because I had to do it for an interview. And as soon as that interview was over, it was just gone. You know, so when I do things now, it's basically because I really want to, like, Yesterday, I was on the phone with my godmother, and we were talking, and I said, I learn languages because I want to, not because I have to. I don't put myself in this Pandora's box of pressure, you know, like I'm in a a whole bunch of water inside of a pressure cooker starting to boil so I can cook something because I need to. I mean, I don't really have to do it. I choose to do it, and that's something I think a lot of people need to understand this is a hobby for me. And so, you know, I'm not getting paid to do this. If I were, it would be a different story. But because I'm not, I'm just taking my time. And I always advise people to do that. Don't beat yourself up over the head because you're not achieving greatness, which I mean, you're not achieving a certain level at a certain time. Sometimes you get distracted with life and life gets in the way and you have to be able to um, change up your plans at any moment because you just don't know what's going to happen from one moment to the next. And that's okay. Things happen. You just keep going. And you will get to that level that you want to get to. And so if I get to a B1, and and I could do it if I really want to, and I, I truly do believe this. If I can get to B1 in all six la- languages by the end of next year, and this is just speaking. We're not referring to reading and writing. No, we're not. Because I like to be at a nice level of listening to information and getting information in my head before I even start reading. Um, And my version of reading is not the same as everybody else's. And I mean, there is uh, some controversy over, oh, is listening considered reading because it's not with your eyeballs or it's not with your fingers. And some people can't read Braille with their fingers because they have sensitivity issues, for example. And so therefore, they have to listen. Some people have color blindness, so they can't read the the words on the page a certain way. Some people have dyslexia and so it comes out backwards or whatever and and they have to do audio. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, when people start judging people based off of their ability to get information into their head, I have a problem with that because everyone's learning style is totally different. And if you are visually impaired, every person that's visually impaired doesn't learn the same way. You know, there's people that that still read large print or even regular print for that matter, depending on their visual acuity. Not everyone has the same vision problem. You have to be able to adapt to every circumstance that you're in. I know this because I'm adapting all the time. My vision changes from one moment to the next. I don't do reading visually. I do it auditorily. And so, therefore, I'm able to get more information into my head. 
And this phenomenon where people assume that because I I have limited readable vision out of my left eye and none in my right eye, that is some miracle for some reason that I can just absorb so much information at one time. A lot of it is the fact that I am motivated and I'm focused at that point in time to be able to get all the information in my head, whether it's early in the morning, like right now, or it's late at night before I go to bed. But I am motivated. When I decide to learn something, I don't let Facebook or any form of social media or people calling me to distract me from my goal of getting that chapter done or even part of the chapter I'll do in the morning. Then the rest of it I might do during the course of the day when I when I feel like doing it. I don't try to shove it down my throat or, you know, in my head. I take my time and I enjoy the process of learning. And no, I don't know every Braille script and I'm not going to. But my goal is to be able to speak and under, be understood and by people. And people are understanding me right now. Um, um, la hindulala. You know, thank God people can understand me. And, and I mean, to be honest, is something that I really like when people can say they understand me or that my pronunciation is good and to keep going. Those types of comments motivate me. I mean, I've gotten comments where people have said, I need to work on this, or they've just commented and made some like really anal comment that made no sense. Especially when you tell them that you're, you know, learning the language and you're new to it. You know, when you start being negative to people because you see a disability, so, (coughs) excuse me, you see a weakness. That's not a weakness, it's a strength. Because everybody has differences when it comes down to um, learning. And for me, I love to learn. Whether it's genealogy, whether it's language, whether it's more film terms, theater terms, you know, whether it's a biography, memoir. Sorry about that. I have to have some water. Um, It's, I love learning and I've always loved learning. And so the fact that I joined the language learning community and I've made so many friends from around the world and people have embraced me and people have embraced this podcast. And, you know, I would love to open up this conversation more to see where you guys are with your language learning goals as well. Because I look at it as if I want to get to a conversational level in six languages, I know I can do it. You know, it it takes time, but it's worth it, you know. And even if you work on one language for an hour in the morning, one language in the hour in the afternoon, and one language for an hour at night, and you do that for like three months straight, 
you know, you do that five days a week, that's, that's about five hours, that's about 18 hours worth of language learning for three languages. And, and, you know, you're going to have about 60 hours in roughly for three months. And if you do it for a year, you know, or you do it for six months, that's 120 hours right there per language. That's about 360 hours worth of language learning. That says something. Then you do it again for another three languages. I mean, technically, you would have gotten in about 720 hours worth of language learning effortlessly. And that's only if you do an hour. So, you know, per language every day for five days. And you take the weekends off because I believe that you need to take time off to let your brain breathe. You know, and, but if you love it and you want to do it seven days, do it. You know, but at the same time, enjoy it. Don't force yourself to be perfect because of all these people you see on the internet. I'm going to be honest. Um, I've talked to people and I've interviewed people and I'm going to continue to get interviews. Um, but for me, until I meet them, you know, face to face, you know, it's someone that I've I have a a rapport with over the internet, but it's, you know, it's, it's a little bit different. People really don't know the trials and tribulations that you deal with when you're learning a language, especially if you have a visual impairment. I have people in my language learning group on Facebook that are visually impaired and some people are losing their vision and they're trying to adapt and they're, they're, they're persisting, um, with their language learning and trying to change up from being visual to more auditory. And, you know, it's a great thing to see. And I try to encourage them to keep going, even if it's in the smallest measurement, because the more you are able to improve and, and increase your language learning, the better off you're going to be. And that even means if you learn the braille code and realistically it takes a year to learn a braille code you know not an hour I mean there are sighted people that have learned braille and they have a degree in it but being someone that learned braille at eight and wasn't allowed to use it because of the fact that I was a large print reader up until I was like 30. Um, I didn't need it. Now that I'm 42, I use it a lot, whether I'm labeling stuff on cans or I'm labeling my spices so I can read them. And I won't have to use what vision I have to try to read them because the more I do, the more vision I lose. Um, you know, so... I try to preserve what, what side I have, um, you know, reading-wise. And I, a lot of it is auditory, and a lot of it will remain auditory. And, you know, it, language learning is it's not a gift. You actually have to work at it, like, every single day. Whether it's 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, 90 minutes, 2 hours, 
however much time you want to allocate to it, is something that you acquire. It's not something that you technically learn. And when people start to understand that, the better off they'll be, I believe. I mean, you know, I don't beat myself up because I can't remember this word. I mean, it took me two and a half years to remember that the Stadishna in Russian means enough. And I was trying to remember what the Stadishna was. I kept hearing it over and over again in different forms of context, whether it was in a Putin video or what press conference or, or I was listening to Maria Zaporova give a speech or the secretary minister in Russia, um, Sergei Lavrov, they would use these words. And I would, I realized after going to Google Translate, that's what enough was the entire time. So I was listening to it and didn't even realize it, you know, and it took that long, but that was okay because I finally remembered what it was. Sometimes it's, Words and phrases aren't going to always come out the way you want them to. But, you know, I have tried different methods, different tactics in order to be able to effectively learn a particular language. So with Mango, for instance, I do learn the languages that I um, need to learn using that app and the audio. Um, I also... um, use Michelle Thomas for certain languages like my Egyptian Arabic, my Japanese, my Italian, French, and Dutch. I did learn use it for Russian. Um, but I will say, you know, oh, and I'm also using it for Hindi as well, along with the Mango app, which I finished the Hindi course and the Cantonese course. I just have to finish the level of Egyptian Arabic and Thai and Turkish And that might be something I will try to do for the end of this year. Um, You know, just because I started it and I want to finish it. But for 2020, I am going to work on Cantonese, Thai, Japanese, Hindi, Arabic, um, a lot more. Those five. And then I will kind of add in my Dutch, Italian, and French as far as maintaining them. Um, And I still speak Russian. I still speak Spanish, even though I'm reluctant. But I do. I actually find myself speaking a lot more of my Asian languages now as in my Middle Eastern languages as opposed to my European languages. And that I, I can understand that because I kind of feel like I'm being pulled towards the East a lot. And I'm really enjoying it. And that's something that I want to bring home to everybody is that enjoy what it is that you're doing even when you are setting up your goals. Make it fun. Make it creative. If you want to set up a... a board where you have all your ideas down, you know, as to what steps you want to take, you know, I know I want to be able to speak to a low intermediate level 
in Japanese, Hindi, Cantonese, um, conversational Thai, um, and Levantine Arabic. I would love to get to a low intermediate level going into an advanced level. Um, you know, I mean, the Olympics is coming up, so I'm going to be really focusing on Japanese um, because of that reason. You know, so, and I want to be able to have conversations about the Olympics in Japanese, and I will. That'll be something that I work on, um, you know, in January, you know, for next summer, and be able to understand what's being said in Japanese when listening to it on, you know, my Apple TV or whatever. And this gives me the motivation to keep going as a goal of mine. That's why I want to learn Japanese and I want to be able to order food. And I, I plan on ordering food next month in Japanese. Um, that's one of my end goals for the year is to do one more restaurant where I, I go in there and I order me some food and have a small conversation. I've done it three other times this year and it's a great kicker for me to be able to keep going with my language learning. Um, I set those types of goals because you're in the real world every day. You're not on a, a speaky session or a FaceTime or Skype session with somebody or iTalkie session. Um, you're interacting with real people every day. And even if you say a little bit, um, you know, in that language, whether it's Japanese, Hindi, Arabic, you're, you're progressing within your language learning, and that is important. That is extremely important for your growth and your development as a language learner. Even if you do this as a hobby, you're still growing. You might know one word today. You might know five tomorrow. You know, it just depends on how much information your brain wants to absorb and how much information you want to put into your head at that given time. And I feel that by saying, I want to be able to talk about the Olympics by next June, July. Fine. That gives me plenty of time to work on those things and perfect those things that I want to say in Japanese to someone. And I'm not having to rush it or think that I need to take a test on it. I just want to have a conversation with someone and see what the results are. And if they're positive, that's great. If they're negative and I need to still work on something, at least I was able to get the feedback. And that means something to me personally. So for me, yes, those are the types of things that I want to do. I, you know, try to talk about history and politics and fashion and food. And right now, I'm so much into Levantine Arabic right now. I really am starting to like want to make Mediterranean, well, yeah, Mediterranean dishes, but Middle Eastern dishes as well, um, in particularly Levantine, like hummus. Um, I actually made some hummus recently, and that was a great thing for me to, to learn how to do. I did screw up the first batch and had to pour it out, but that's okay. I, the second batch came out really good. It was a little bit chunky. But it was my first attempt at it. And, you know, as someone who's visually impaired, it was kind of cool to be able to mess it up and then figure out what worked and what didn't work. 
And I even do that with my language learning. I tweak it to see what works and what doesn't work. And because speaking and listening are my end goals for the end of next year, I want to be able to say I can speak at a low intermediate level. You know, and some people might be critical of this podcast because I'm not talking about wanting to read. Well, I'm going to be honest, I do a lot more listening than I do actual physical reading because visually I can't read anymore. You know, and what little I can read, I'm not going to force myself to do that just to um, appease other people that don't even know me. You know, I mean, I had to force myself to read things when I was working in retail six years ago. And I wind up losing a lot of my readable vision as a result of that. And I medically, I cannot do it anymore. So listening for me is the much more easier way to be able to get my information. And I don't mind that because it's not that much of a headache for me. It's really enjoyable. I have a good time doing it. And if I'm not feeling it that day, I don't do it. You know, it's just that simple. I don't put that type of pressure on myself to achieve greatness when I know that it will be achieved down the road. It's just going to take me some time and I'm fine with that. So I wonder what you guys' language learning goals are for the year. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Thank you to the sponsors of the show Anchor.fm for keeping the lights on. Thank you guys Please subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Podbean, RadioCast, AudioCast, Radio Public, Google Play Store, Apple Podcast. Please share. Please give me um, feedback. I really appreciate it with a rating and review that helps other people find the podcast. I would love to get to 12K before the end of the year. So if you guys can help me do that, I'm already at 10.3K. If I can get to 11K before the end of the month, that would be so awesome. You guys rock. I do this for you guys. And I really enjoy doing it for you guys. Because, you know, I understand there are people out there that want to learn languages from a different perspective. And they just don't want the same type of podcast day in and day out. And I am so grateful to everybody who's listening to me. I also want to thank everybody from all the countries that have subscribed to my podcast. Keep it going because I want to try to get 100 countries by New Year's Eve. And if I can do that, that would be really, really great. Um, Once again, language learning is a journey, not a race. Enjoy the process. Take your time with it. Be patient with yourself. Don't beat yourself up. If you learn a word today, that's something that you didn't know before. So pat yourself on the back for that. If you learned a phrase, that's a phrase that you didn't know. So, shukran, sabi, u, me salame, shukif. And I will see you in the next episode of Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast with your host, Chanel Patrice Hancock.